Wake up. It's time to connect to the source. This is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God, where we expound on real Christian living, encourage you to let go of religion, and take up a true relationship with God. Recognize God as your partner today. Here is your host, Kiandra Redman. This is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God, and I am your host, Keandra Redman, okay? So as y'all know, we always go to God in prayer first, then we worship, then there's a message, all right? So let's go before God. Father, we come before you this morning thanking you so much for today, Father God. Thanking you, Father God, for waking us up this morning. Father God, I know we all say that and it sounds cliche, but it's the truth, Father. Because you are the one who is in control of our every breath, Father God. You are in control of our whole life, Father God. So, Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning, Father. Father God, thank you for the provision that you have already have that you already have set in place for us today, Father God. Father God, you know the needs that we have, Father God, even before we do, Father. So, Father, I thank you that all our needs are met by you, Father God. I thank you that you use it as an opportunity to show us again, to strengthen our faith in you once again, Father God, that you are our Father, Father, that you are our God, that you are the one who is in control, that you are the one who truly has our best interests in mind, Father God. Father God, I thank you so much, Father, for keeping us in this time, Father God, keeping us through all that's going on, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that we are set apart, Father God, by you, Father. Father God, I plead your blood over all of us, Father. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that anything that is not like you that tries to come against us, Father God, when it sees your blood, Father God, it has to go the other way, Father. Because nothing can trump your power. Nothing can trump the power that lies in your blood, Father God. So I plead your blood over us, Father God. Father God, I thank you that you have your way this morning. Father God, speak through me, Father. Speak through me, Father God. Not my will, but your will be done. Father God, I humble myself right now before you, Father God. I decrease right now, Father God, so that you can increase. This is your show, Father God. This is your show. Father God, this is your platform. Do whatever it is you want to do. Say whatever it is you want to say, Father God. Let every word that comes out of my mouth be inspired by you, Father. Father God, I thank you for your great love for us, Father God. I thank you for your great love for us. Father God, I thank you today, Father God, that you show us once again, Father God, you give us an even greater revelation on your love for us, Father God. Father God, because in order for us to trust you, we have to first know that you love us, Father God, that you care for us, Father God. This is why you continue to keep us, Father God. This is why you continue to protect us and provide for us, Father God. This is why you continue to lead us, Father God, because you love us, Father God. So give us a deeper revelation of your love, Father, so so that we are able to trust you more than what we've ever been able to trust you, Father God. Father God, show us, Father God, that you are bigger, stronger, and greater, Father God. No matter what we're facing, Father God, you are our God. You are our Father God. And you are a great daddy. You are a great father. You're not a deadbeat dad, Father. You are a great father. You are the ultimate dad, Father God. Father God, I thank you so much, Father God. Thank you that you perfect all those things that concern us, Father God. Whatever they are, Father God. Even the things that we are trying to hide from from other people, Father God. You know the things that's concerning us, Father God. You know the one that's smiling but that's dying on the inside, Father God. You know the one, Father God, that's helping others, Father God, but they're in need of help for themselves, Father God. You know, Father God, you know what we're going through, Father God. You know the depths of our heart, Father God. You know the things, Father God, that we are dealing with, Father God. And I thank you, Father, that you help us, Father God. That you deal with that thing, Father God, that is trying to deal with us, Father God. I thank you that you deal with the thing that is trying to deal with us, Father God, because greater are you living in us, Father God, than he that is in the world. Father God, whatever it is, Father God, that is tormenting us, Father God, whatever it is that's lying to us, Father God, whatever it is that's trying to overtake us, Father God, we thank you, Father, that you take your place in our life, God, and you take care of that thing, Father God. You handle that thing that's trying to handle us, Father God. We are 
your children, Father God. And we declare you, we declare you as Lord and God and ruler over our lives, Father God. We will not be tormented another day, Father God. We will not be tormented another day, Father God. Whatever that thing is, Father God, we declare right now, Father God, that you are Lord over it. Father God, and I thank you that you deal with it, Father God. You are our daddy. You are our greatest defense. You are our only defense, Father God. Father God, so I thank you right now, Father God, in this moment. In this moment, Father God, I thank you that you are Lord of our life. You are ruler. You are our Father God. You reign forever and ever, Father God. In Jesus' name, I declare all these things according to what your precious son did on the cross for us, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. We're going to go ahead on. We're going to worship. Um, Y'all know how I do. I try to do a little medley, put some songs um, that are in my heart. I always try to worship from my heart, okay? Because that's what God wants. Okay, he says he wants you to worship him in spirit and in truth. So you have to always be truth. You have to give your truth to God. Okay, so I always try to worship from my heart. And um, the songs that were in my heart this morning. Uh, trying to see. I had them in order here. I thought I did. Um, Creating Me a Clean Heart by Donnie McClurkin. That's an old one, but a real good one. All right. Just Want You by Travis Green, okay? And we're going to go ahead on the indie with As It Is In Heaven by David and Nicole Bennett, okay? I try to tell y'all the titles and stuff like that. So if you, you know, if the song ministers to you, you go and download it. Go and download it because worship is so important, okay? Worship is probably one of the most important parts of um your walk with God. It really is. Okay? So we about to get into it. Create in me a clean heart and purify me, Jesus. Purify me. Create in me a clean heart so that I may worship thee. Create in me a clean heart and purify me. Lord, purify me, yes, create in me a clean heart so that I may worship thee, so that I may worship thee. Cast me not away from thy presence. Please don't take your spirit from me and restore the joy of my salvation so that I may worship thee so that I may worship thee cast me not away from thy presence please don't take your spirit from me and restore the joy of my salvation so that I may worship thee so that I may worship thee create in me a clean heart and purify me 
created me a clean heart so that I may worship thee so that I may worship thee you can take everything cause I don't want it I don't need it God if it's not like you take everything cause I don't want it and I don't need it God cause I just want you I just want you I just want you God I just want you give me more of you yeah give me more of you give me more of you Lord give me more of you so father you can take everything cause I don't want it and I don't need it God if it's not like you take everything cause I don't I don't want it and I don't need it God I just want you Lord, I just want you, yeah, I just want you, Lord, I just want you, give me, give me more of you, Jesus, give me more of you, Jesus, give me more of you, Jesus, give me more of you. Remove anything that's not like you, God, cause I don't want it. Make me more like you, God. Remove anything that's not like you, God. Oh, make me more like you, God. Yeah. Remove anything I like you, God. Jesus, one more time, make me more like you, God. Yes, you can remove anything I like you, God. Cause I just want you, Jesus. I just want you, Jesus. I just want you, Jesus, I just want you, Lord, give me more of you, yes, give me more of you, replace me with you, God, give me more of you, replace me with you, God, more of you, yes, more of you. Jesus, less of me, more of you, and less of me, Jesus, more of you, and less of me, I just want you, yes, I just want you, so take everything cause I don't want it and I don't need it God you can take everything cause I don't want it and I don't need it 
Lord, I just want you. Give me more of you. Lord, I just want you. I just want you. Give me more of you, yeah. I just want you, Jesus. Give me more of you, yes. I want to see what you see, Jesus. Yeah, and I want to hear what you hear, Lord. Yeah, and I'm going to speak what you speak, Father. I will declare your will in the earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, whoa, and learn how to walk in your ways, Jesus, whoa, I'm gonna pray when you pray, whoa, declaring your will in this earth as it is in heaven, oh yeah. Thine is your kingdom, and thine is your power, and thine is the glory forever and ever. Thine is the kingdom, and thine is the power, and thine is the glory forever. forever and ever forever and ever you're powerful forever and ever forever and ever forever and ever forever gonna go ahead on we're gonna get into the message okay i wanted to sing those songs because that's really where my heart is at this moment that god um because god has been y'all know <clears throat> god has been ministering uh to me about becoming more like him y'all know the charge that he left us that we are to do what jesus did and greater okay i told you guys uh, i went and found that scripture and i'm gonna read it to you guys okay John 12, this is the passion, I do believe. Yeah, John 12, verses 23 through 24. I told you guys about how Jesus planted himself as a seed so that he can be reproduced in us. All right? Okay? 
I want to just read this to you guys to remind you that we are really supposed to be more like God. Like we're supposed to, every day, we're supposed to be becoming more like God. We are reflectors of God's nature in this earth. Okay. That means we are just like this song said, you know, we're supposed to be saying what Jesus said, praying how Jesus prayed, you know, declaring his will in earth, doing what Jesus did. Okay. But in order for that to happen, this message is just this message that I'm going to teach you today is what's going to have to take place first. The uproot. Okay. The uproot is going to have to take place. Okay. And I, I don't want to say first because it's an ongoing process. It's a process that's going to um, continue until the day, the day that Jesus come. And I'm going to read that to you in Philippians. Okay. But let me read this to you as a reminder. Okay. This is just to remind you on how you're supposed to be carrying yourself in this earth and why you're supposed to be carrying yourself like this in this earth. It says he replied, this is Jesus. Okay. This is the passion. John 12 verses 23 through 24. Um, he replied to them. Now, this is the time for the son of man to be glorified. Let me make this clear. Okay. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies. Okay. Because then it sprouts and produce a great harvest of wheat all because one grain died. Okay. Okay. So here it is. He's saying that he, you know how Jesus, he always used parables. Okay. But what he's talking about is he is that single grain of wheat, right? That's being dropped into the ground and died. Right. And he said, this is what he said. He said it drops into the ground and dies. Okay. So he's that single grain of wheat because then it sprouts. So he died. Here's the thing. This is why I keep telling you guys, Jesus did not die and he did not raise raise himself back up. Okay. He did not do that without a purpose. Okay. He did it with you in mind. He did it with this in mind. If I plant myself, if I sow a Jesus seed, then I will, then I will reproduce myself into this earth. Okay. Cause he knew that he had to go back to his father. He knew he wasn't going to walk the earth for the rest of time, but he could leave himself behind uh, by doing this, by planting himself and reproducing himself in us. Remember, I told you guys, I heard prophet Brian Corn say this. One Jesus was too much for the enemy. The enemy couldn't defeat one Jesus. Now, anybody who receives Jesus as their Lord and their savior, right? has has the seeds of God planted on the inside of them. You see what I'm saying? They are the reproduction of the seed that was planted way back when. Anybody who has anybody who has God's spirit, let me say that. Anybody who has the Holy Spirit, anybody who has God's spirit planted on the inside of them has the same power that Jesus had, okay? You are a reproduction of Christ. If a Jesus seed was sown, then the only thing that can come from a Jesus seed is Jesus. Just like if this apple seed not sure if y'all can see it. It's a little seed here, okay? This is an apple seed. If this apple seed was sown, okay, then the only thing that can come from this is an apple. An orange ain't coming from this. A lemon not coming from this. Only an apple, okay? So he said he's that single grain of wheat, right? And he said, if he, he said, unless it's dropping to the ground and dies, right, nothing can come from it, okay? So he dropped, like... I'm just saying he's, this is the parable that he used when he went to Calvary and he died for us, right? It didn't just end there. He did that for a purpose. He said, this is the purpose because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat all because one grain died. So we are who we are all because one man died. Okay. One man got, God sent himself into the earth and y'all know the story. Y'all know the story. Okay. But like I said, he charged us. He gave us a charge and he said that we ought to do what he did in greater. And I wanted to read that back to you because I want you to understand the greatness that's on the inside of you. I want you to understand the power that truly lies on the inside of you. If a Jesus seed was sown, only Jesus can come forth. Not no watered down version of Jesus. No, himself comes forth. He lives in you. That's what the scripture tells us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, okay? But here's the thing. We have to first know that, okay? Just kind of giving you a review of what we've been talking about here. Um, 
you have to know that okay and that comes from spending time with god because here's the thing we all say that you see and that's what's going on is a lot of us that saying you know we have the power of god but we're not proving it you see we're not proving it and i'm not saying you have to go out here and be trying to prove a point what i'm saying is the faith that it takes to actually demonstrate the power of God has to be present. That is a seed of a seed of faith is only inside of you. And the only way that seed of faith is going to grow is through reading this word, through spending time with God, letting him nourish these seeds because he is the father of those seeds. He, he's the one who planted those seeds on the inside of you. Because once an apple comes forth, an apple doesn't come forth by itself, but just alone. Okay, once you sow a seed, a fruit comes forth, right? But that fruit is not empty. It's not just the flesh of that fruit. It now has seeds. You see what I'm saying? It also has seeds. So that's what I'm saying. He is the father of the seeds that are planted on the inside of you. And only he can nourish those seeds. That's why it's so important for us to continue to spend time with him. Because, see, what happens is this uprooting process that I'm about to talk to you about. The more you spend time with God. Matter of fact, it's going to lead me right into it. Once you connect to God. That's when his work begins in you. Here's his work. Here's his work. Like I said, when you sow a seed, fruit comes forth. Guess what's inside that, that fruit? It's the flesh of that fruit, and it's also more seeds. And those seeds, okay, this that, that's the work. That's what God is developing. That's what he's developing to make you fruitful, okay? I gave that. I'm going to read that to you in John 15. Verses 1 through 2. But let me stop right here first because I want to follow this. Because it's really good. Okay, it's really good. God really, he has really been helping me with this. Okay. He says, once we connect to him, that's when his work begins in us. Okay. Let's go to Philippians um, chapter 1 verses 6. Yeah. First, no, what I'm talking about first Philippians. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Let's go to that in the Passion Translation. Okay. This scripture has encouraged me so much because um, it let me know that, hey, it's okay to um, have issues. It's okay that you're flawed. It's okay because God needs something to work on, okay? He needs something to work on. If I'm perfect, then what work does he have? You see what I'm saying? It says, I pray with great faith for you. This is Paul. Um, uh, Paul talking to the church of Philippians, okay? It says, I pray with great faith for you uh, because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, let's go back a little bit so you know this work that he's talking about, okay? It says, I am grateful for our union and our enduring partnership that began the first time I presented the gospel to you. You see what I'm saying? So once you connect to God, the, once you receive God as your Lord and your Savior, that's when his work begins in you. That's when he starts to work on you. And guess what? The, the beautiful thing that I thought about this um, scripture was it said it begins, right? But it never said nothing about ending. You see, and when it does say something about um, the ending is when Jesus comes back. So we have until the moment we receive Christ all the way up until Jesus comes back that God is going to be working on us. That's for all my perfect people out there. That's for all my people that are striving for perfection, trying to do everything right, trying to get everything right. You're going to always have an issue. It's something, something in you is going to always need work. Like God told me, you never too grown to grow. Okay? You never too grown to grow. Never get to a point where you think you didn't arrive. No, ma'am. No, sir. You're going to always, God is going to always have to do some type of work in you. Okay? God is going to always have a work that he is doing on the inside of you. Nobody has it all together. And if a person presents themselves that way, then I guarantee you one of the issues that they're having challenges with that needs to change is pride. Okay? Nobody has it all together. Everybody who receives Christ is going to be worked on up until the day that Jesus come. Okay? Up until the day that Jesus come. All right? I just wanted to share that with you. You're never too grown to grow. All right? So don't be out here acting too grown. <laughs> you ain't never too grown to grow. All right? Um, like I said, when you read your word, or spend, however you spend time with God, I've just... Um, 
I've been reading my word a whole lot because like I said when when um when God told me about this charge that he left that I wasn't living up to about um doing what Jesus did in greater, you know. I can like I told you guys I couldn't wrap my head around it because when I read the scriptures I never questioned if Jesus did it or not, or if he could do it or not. I just didn't think I could until God started showing me, hey, yes, you can. I charge you. That was the whole reason for me sending my spirit back to you. You know, I did not do this just for no reason. I did this for a purpose with the purpose in mind so that you can. So that when he sent his spirit back, that was him sending himself back to live on the inside of you. Right. So that you can have the same power that he had and do the same things that he did. OK, that was the whole reason. And so um, one of the things that God had to um, share with me was the only reason why I, I couldn't wrap my head around actually. Um, doing what he did in greater was because I lacked faith, right? I wasn't getting enough word in me. And we know that the word is what feeds our faith. We know that, right? Right? So with that being said, he gave me instruction to actually go through, go through the, um, from Matthew, right, right after Jesus was born. This is his instructions to me. Right after Jesus was born, he told me to go from Matthew all the way up until the last gospel. I mean, the um, the last, that's what they call it, the epistle or whatever, all the way up into Acts, I'll say that. <laughs> okay, I don't know all the terms, okay? I'm not a theologist. But, um, yeah, he told me to go from there, from that point in Matthew, all the way up until Acts, so that I can be, become a student of Jesus, actually study what he did and how he did it and what's going to end up happening. That word is going to feed the faith, those seeds of faith. And those seeds of faith is going to start growing into fruit. And before you know it, I'll be to the point where I actually believe that I can do what Jesus did in greater. You see, but he had to give me instruction. This comes from my connection to him. Okay. And I'm going to get it. I'm that and word instruction is so important. I'm going to get into why I said that for a reason. Okay. But like I said, when you read your word, when you spend time with God, okay. It's like G it's like this is what's happening. It's it's like God is holding Jesus right up into your face. That's what's happening. When you spend time with God, it's like God is holding Jesus right here in your face, right? And there's a reason for that. I'm gonna read it to you just how he gave it to me. He says, um He says when you read your word, it's like God is holding Jesus up to you to show you the areas in your life that don't look like him. Okay? This, this is what happens. This is why it's so important for you to connect with God. It's so important because, see, the more you connect with God, the more you become like him. But before you can come, become like him, he has to show you where you're not like him. OK, he has to reveal to you those areas in your life that do not look like him. Right. I'm being honest with you. And it's not it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing when God is showing you where you're flawed. Okay, because it takes a certain type of vulnerability that you're going to have to have to in order to receive that. Okay, in order to receive that, you're going to have to be vulnerable with God. Okay, so every time you spend time with God, it's like he's holding Jesus up to your face, showing you where you're lacking. Okay, showing you where you're lacking. This is the uprooting process. Okay, because he does uproot. Okay, and I'm going to read that to you in the scripture in a little bit. Okay. Okay, so like I said, he shows you the areas in your life that don't look like him. That's the work. That's his work. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to reveal things to you, okay? That's his job. I'm going to um, read the scripture to you, okay? Like I said, his job is to uproot what's not like him so that the seeds that he has already planted in you has room to grow, all right? That's his job. Every time you spend time with God, this is what's happening, okay? This is what's happening, he is showing you the things that are not like him, right? He's not just showing you for no reason. He's going to give you instructions on what to do, okay? For those things to be uprooted, to make room for the seeds that he has already planted in you to grow, okay? We're going to go to Matthew um, chapter 15 message. Matthew chapter 15 verse 13, the message translation. I think I read it in the Passion as well. Let me see. Hold on. Matthew chapter 15. I'm talking about this work that he said he's going to be doing in you. 
until the day that Jesus comes, okay? Matthew chapter 15, verses 13. This is the message translation, okay? Jesus shrugged it off. Oh, wait, let, let me, first of all, let, let me, let me give you the background of this. Cause I don't just want to jump into it for the sake of time. I'm just going to sum it all up. Okay. Um, let's see here. Jesus said something, the disciples had came up to him, um, and was, he said something to the Pharisees and it offended them. Okay. It offended them. They didn't like what he said. And so the disciples was like, Hey man, don't you know, you just offended them. <laughs> you know what you said just offended them. And he was like, this is, this was his response to what the disciples was telling him. He said, Jesus shrugged it off. He shrugged off the fact that they were offended because here's the thing. When you speaking the truth, and this, this ain't got nothing to do with this, but this is a side note, okay? When you're speaking the truth of God, when you're speaking what God tells you to speak and somebody gets mad at it, then they just mad, you know? Because you still have, you have to always keep in mind you are here to declare God's will in this earth. That's why Jesus came, okay? He came to fulfill the law and, and set God's way in this earth, right? He came to restore us back to what like like we like to say the original intent he came to restore us back to the original way of god the way god originally intended for us to be okay and the pharisees and the uh religious scholars what they did this is why he didn't really mix with them they didn't they came okay they were all they were hypocrites they were preached the law but they wouldn't live it and then it got to the point where they wasn't even they just would switch stuff up and had be making their own way in the world it wasn't even about god's way no more they was doing their own thing saying that this is yeah this is what was before this is what was going on before but now we got we're we gonna do this you see what i'm saying setting their own way and so jesus he went down with that you know anything that wasn't of god he wouldn't down with it right so i kind of trying to give you a background of what was going on before i read the scripture okay all right so they came up to him and I'm like dude you just offended these people you know you just offended these people you know that right okay and so this was jesus reply jesus shrugged it off and this is what he said every tree that wasn't planted by my father in heaven will be pulled up by his roots Forget them. Okay, that's what he said. This is the message. It says Jesus shrugged it off. And he said, every tree that wasn't planted by my father in heaven will be pulled up by its roots. Okay? So that means it, it will be uprooted. I like the way the passion say it. Uh hold on. Passion, passion, passion. See Matthew 15, 13. Hold on. All right, Matthew chapter 15, verse 13, passion. It says, Jesus replied, every plant that my heavenly father didn't plant is destined to be uprooted. Hi, Crystal. He says, every tree. No, he said, every plant that my heavenly father did not plant is destined to be uprooted. And the reason why I chose that scripture to, um, to basically be the text for what I'm talking to you guys about today is because it said, every plant that has been planted, that is not of my father, is destined to be uprooted. So this is where I'm coming. I'm, this is why I'm telling you guys, every time you spend time with God, before, let me say this, before you start connecting with God, it was a whole lot of stuff that was rooted and planted on the inside of you. That was not like God, okay? And this is where I'm coming from. This is why when I'm telling you that God is going to continue to do a work on the inside of you, before you start connecting with God, you already had some things on the inside of you. You see, that needed to be removed. Okay. When you connect with God, his whole job is to uproot those things to make you more like him. You see what I'm saying? To make you more like him. Like for me, like I said, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around doing what Jesus did in greater because I wasn't reading my word. I, I didn't have, I had a seed of faith, but my faith had not grown into the fruit that it was supposed to be. So God had to give me instruction on what I needed to do to get my faith to that point. You see what I'm saying? Just like, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. I have an issue, a pride issue. Okay. A pride issue. This is how you know you pride for when nobody can't tell you nothing. Okay. You think you always right. Okay. 
this is when I started reading my word and I saw how humble Jesus was. Now, he wasn't no joke. Y'all just saw. He just basically told them, forget them. I don't care about them being offended because what they're doing is wrong. You see what I'm saying? The stuff that they're teaching you guys is wrong. And I'm here to set these things straight. Okay? But he was humble. He had, you know, do you want to know how you know Jesus was humble? When he was on that cross, he had all power to call down angels to knock those people out, to kill those people, really. But he held back. Even though he knew he had the power to do so, he held back, okay? He held back. Being humble is knowing knowing you can do something, but you're like, you know what? I ain't going to even do it to him. I ain't going to do it to him. You see what I'm saying? And that's what he did. That's what he did. He was super humble. So when I'm reading my word, God's showing me, girl, you you need to humble yourself. You need to calm down. <laughs> you know, you think too highly of yourself, you know, and we should have a certain amount of self-esteem and stuff like that. But you should not think more highly of yourself than you are. OK, that's what the scriptures say. You shouldn't you shouldn't be sitting over here thinking you higher than what you are. OK, and that was my thing. I had a huge pride issue. You couldn't tell me nothing. You hear me? You couldn't tell me nothing. Nobody could tell me nothing. I had not one humble bone in my body. And it all, and it, it was, it was so many roots. I'm, t- I'm talking to you guys about these roots, these deep roots that you have that God, the more you, and then that as you spend time with God, those things are going to be uprooted because see, you have, you don't just have those bad roots. You also have good seeds that was planted on the inside of you. The day you received Jesus as your Lord and your savior, the day you received his spirit. Okay. You have good seeds, but they need room to grow. But how can they grow when they don't have room? Because you got all these deep roots that's producing bad fruit. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So pride was one of my issues. Like I said, you can not tell me nothing. Okay? I was super prideful. I always thought I was right. Okay? And y'all know that, honestly, that's one of the, to me, pride is one of the, um, deadliest diseases because you can literally be going down a wrong road and God will send somebody to you to tell you, Hey, don't do that. But because in your mind, you think your way is right. You'll continue down that road, not caring, not caring, you know, about the outcome, not caring about the consequences. Okay. You're willing to put anybody in jeopardy just to make sure your point is proven. Okay. I'm talking about pride. This is my issue. This is something that God is working on me, uh, working with me on in this very moment. Pride. You see what I'm saying? Pride. You see, willing to put anybody in jeopardy just so I can be right. You see what I'm saying? Talking when I shouldn't talk, okay? Because it's a time to speak and it's a time to be silent, okay? It's a time for everything. And just because you can say something, that don't mean you have to. Just just, just like just because Jesus could, could call those angels down to kill those men that was mistreating him all the way up until the point where they hung him on the cross. He withheld himself. Why? Because he was humble, he had something, he had the bigger picture in mind, which was us. You see what I'm saying? And so pride was a very dangerous thing in my life. And I, I'm still, God is still working on me with this. Okay. This is something that's still going on. Okay. In my life. Okay. God checked me, but it came through my connection with him. He showed me when he, when I was spending time with God, like I told you, just like he put Jesus right up in your face and what you see don't match what Jesus is. And so what happens is God start to work on you. He start to give you instructions on how to deal with these things. You see what I'm saying? That's how he works on you. See, a lot of times we think God just going to put his hand on it and it's going to just fade away. No, we are partners with God. That means he has a part and you have a part. His part is to reveal. Okay. Your part is to follow his revealings. Okay. Whatever he reveals to you, your whatever he reveals to you, an instruction is always in, uh, attached to it. Your job is to follow the instructions of what he revealed to you. He revealed to me that I'm very prideful. He revealed to me that I think I'm, I'm, I'm too much. You know, he also revealed to me that I have a seed of rejection on the inside of me. And so I have to puff myself up. I have to puff myself up because I'm afraid that nobody else will. I'm afraid that nobody else will support me. I'm afraid that nobody else will love me. I'm afraid. I'm being honest with y'all. It's my heart. I'm trying not to cry, but it's my heart. Okay. 
I'm afraid that I won't be received by other people. So when I step in the room, I got to be puffed up because I'm not going to let you knock me down. You're not going to knock me down. <laughs> you see? So this is where this pride is coming from. It's really coming from a seed of rejection. You see? And God had to reveal that thing to me, you know, in order for me to work on it. And it was hard because I had to receive it. And when in order to receive something, let me let me get to this. In order to receive something, I wrote it down. I want to give it to you exactly like I didn't jump way ahead. <laughs> okay, in order to receive, how did he put it? Hold on, hold on. In order, he said, in order to receive his correction, you have to get out of denial, okay? You have to be honest with yourself and be honest with him. You have to confess, okay? Like the scripture tells us to confess our sins, to confess our sins. That means to be honest. I did this. I'm dealing with this, you see? And that's not the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing to admit that you have a problem. But until you admit that you have a problem, you will never fix it. You will never even try to bring it to the surface to fix it, okay? So like I said, pride was one of my issues. Honestly speaking, it still is, <laughs> okay? God is still working on me. I can be honest with you guys because like I said, I'm never, ever... I'm trying to present myself as perfect. I don't believe in perfection. I believe that uh, it was only one that was perfect, and his name is Jesus. You see, he was perfect <laughs> for me. Okay, he came to fulfill the law. You see what I'm saying? He came to do what I couldn't do. Okay, and I am to receive the benefits from him finishing that and starting this new covenant, this new contract that we're under with God. Okay, but anyway, like I said, his job is to uproot what's not like him. So the seeds that he already planted in us will have room to grow. I don't even think, did I, did I read Matthew to y'all? Oh, yes, I did. I did. Yes, I did. Let me see. Okay. So we're going to go ahead on. We can go to John 15 verses one through two. This is the NIV. John chapter 15. Let's see. John chapter 15. Hold on now. I had this thing bookmarked, but somewhere along the way, the bookmark went away. <laughs> All right. John chapter 15, the NIV verses one through two. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Okay. It says he cuts off every branch in us that bears no fruit. You see what I'm saying? This is what I'm telling you. This is he, he is, that's his job. His job is to uproot. Okay. His job is to uproot. His job is to make you look like Christ. That's the work that he's doing in you. Not just make you look like Christ. His, like I said, his job is to uproot those roots, those bad, deadly roots that are on the inside of us that's producing all these terrible fruit. That's why, I, this is why I tell people all the time, don't focus so much on what the person is doing rather than focusing on why they're doing it. You see, because a lot of the times we see people that's hateful. You know, we only pay attention to, oh, she's so hateful. Oh, he's so hateful. But we don't ever try to get to understand why that person is hateful. It's a root there that's producing that fruit. You see, it's a root there that's producing that fruit. And see, if we took the time, I got this from um, T, um, Pastor Jackie Green. She said this. She said, if we took the time to actually understand each other, you see, because a lot of us, we interact with each other, but we don't understand each other. You see, if we take the time out to understand each other, try to figure out the inner workings of each other, then we'll be more loving to each other. You see, because when you come at me, you'll just see, oh, she prideful. She thinks she all that. She thinks she can really sing. She think this and she think that. Right. But what you don't know is I've been rejected. You see, and that's the root that's producing that pride. I feel like my pride is my mask. My pride is my protection. You see, my pride is what's going to keep you from knocking the wind out my sails. You see, my pride is what's going to protect me, protect me from the darts or the, the, the arrows you shoot my way. 
But see, me not understanding that all I need is God. I have, I've already been approved by God. I've already been received by God. Even before I was thinking about him, he was thinking about me. So do you see what I'm saying? I have to replace I have to replace what God, what, what all these wrong things that's on the inside of me with what God is saying about me. And see, I'm still in that process. I'm still in that process where I have to remind myself, Keandra, you don't have to do all of this. You don't have to be extra like this. You are enough. You don't have to put all of this front on. You don't have to come out and, and be the best at this and be the best at that. And you don't, you don't have to do that because God already receives you. He already loves you. You're already enough. He said that you was enough while you were still in your sin. He was still loving you. That's what the scriptures say. While you were yet a sinner, while you were yet a sinner, he loved you first before you could even think about loving him. He received you first. So this, this acceptance that you're looking from, from other people, or this acceptance that you think you're not going to get from other people, let that go because you've already been accepted. You see, that's what I'm saying. I'm learning all of this through connecting with God through my word, through praising him, through worshiping him, even, even prayer. Okay. Even prayer, because prayer is such an important part of this uprooting process, because I told you, you're going to have to be honest. You cannot be in denial when God starts to reveal things about you to you. You can't be in denial. If God show you that you're proudful, if God show you that you're lustful, if God show you that you're greedy, if God show you that you're a liar, if God shows you that you're a gossiper, you have to be honest enough to say, God, you right. How are we going to fix this? We partners. I know I can't do this by myself. So what what we going to do? Because I'm tired of being like this. You know, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this ruling me. I'm tired of being a slave to this. God, you came to free me from all slavery. And I'm sitting over here letting this thing rule my life, man. We got to do something about this. I need your help. In order for you to admit that you need help, you have to first become vulnerable. And with vulnerability comes honesty. You have to be honest. If you can't be honest with nobody else, you need to be honest with yourself and you need to be honest with God. My pride will have me um, thinking that I'm always right. And even if I know I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to prove it to you some kind of way in spite of. You know, no, it doesn't matter who I'm putting in jeopardy. It doesn't matter what I, what what I'm what um the outcome is going to be. And, and the end result is I'm going to prove to you why I'm right. And that's terrible. That's terrible. You see? But that's that's something else in me that does not look like God. And when I spend time with God, he deals with me on this. He gives me instruction. You see? He gives me instruction throughout my day when those if, when those opportunities come up to be profitable. He gives me instruction. Now, here's the thing: Will I obey them? That's what produces results: obeying the instructions of God, not just hearing it, but obeying it. Okay. Okay, so he says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will become more, even more fruitful. Okay, that's his job. That's his job to reveal to you what is not like him. You see what I'm saying? He put it. It's like this. He put together a whole um plan of action and if you follow that plan of action to the t that bad fruit that you used to produce would no longer be produced because that root would no longer be there you see it would no longer be there his whole job is to make sure you live in a fruitful life because he deposited these seeds on the inside of you and it's him when you connect with him he will nourish those seeds to grow those seeds Okay, he would nourish those seeds to grow those seeds. He wants you to be fruitful. And here's why. Let's drop down here. Let's see. This is why I tell you to connect to God. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. He's the vine. He said he's the true vine, right? He says in order to... um. He said, in order to bear fruit, you got to remain in him. That tells us we got to be, we got to stay connected to him. Stay connected to him. All right. The issue is not that you have a problem. That's okay. The issue is that you know you have a problem and you're not doing nothing to deal with it. Connect with God and start to deal with these things. Because let me tell you something, what you don't deal with, let me tell you, this is true. What you don't deal with, your children will have to deal with. 
It's so important. I have emotional challenges, okay? I have emotional challenges. I'm, I know I'm emotionally driven. I told God, look, God, I cannot allow my emotions to continue to control me. I do not want my children to be so emotional that they sit over here making foolish decisions because based off how they feel. You see, based off how they feel, they're making foolish decisions. They're making rash decisions that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. All because I didn't deal with this this nasty root. All because I didn't humble myself and submit myself to God and let him work, reveal to me what I need to work on. You see, all because I did not submit myself to God. I didn't connect to God. I didn't deal with the issue and now my children have to deal with it. No, no, no. I like the way TG got us like I like the way um, Travis Green said he said um, my children might have to face a giant but it won't be Goliath because I, I took care of Goliath Goliath you see what I'm saying they might have their own giants to face in life but it won't be mine. You see what I'm saying? It won't be mine because I'm going to handle mine. I'm going to connect with God and I'm going to deal. We're going to deal. We are partners. We are partners. Me and God are partners. Just like you and God is partners. Okay? And we're going to handle these. We're going to uproot these bad roots. That way I don't have to. They don't have to learn these bad behaviors from me. You see, they don't have to see me. Man, mama always emotional. Man, mama always mad. Man, mama always doing crazy stuff. You see what I'm saying? They don't have to see that because when they see you act like that, they learn that. And it becomes a part of their lifestyle. All because you didn't submit yourself to God and you and God deal with these things that's, that's going on on the inside of you. It's so important, man. We have to start not just hearing this word, but applying this word. We have to just stop talking. I'm so into... Doing what Jesus did in greater, not just for me. I want my children to see me and their dad actually living this scripture out in this world. So when they become adults, it won't be no um, having to um, learn. Like, you know, they won't be adults trying to figure this thing out. They'll be trying to figure out greater things than what me and Jasper was trying to figure out because they will know the basics. They will know. They will know this word. You see what I'm saying? They will know the power that lies within them. They won't be trying to figure it out. They won't be tossed here and tossed there. They will know the power that, that lies on the inside of them. They will know the God that lives on the inside of them. They will know who they are. They will know their identity because they will see me and their dad living this thing out before them. This is why it's so important to me because they are our future. You know, they are the ones that's going to have to deal with things that we never even have to even think about dealing with. You see, just like I have to deal with things that my mom probably couldn't even fathom dealing with. You see what I'm saying? That's how it goes, man. That's how this thing goes. Whatever you do not deal with, your children will have to deal with. So it's important for you to slay your own giants so they don't have to slay them. They got their own giants they're going to have to deal with. They don't need to be dealing with yours. You see what I'm saying? And it ain't too late. I don't care if your kid's grown. It ain't too late. They still look to you. I don't care if y'all talk every day or not. Your kids still always got at least one eye on you. You see what I'm saying? They always looking at you. So deal with your stuff. Deal with your stuff. It's okay that you have an issue. It's just not okay for you to know you got an issue and not do nothing about it. That's just not, that's not cool. That's selfish. Deal with your stuff, okay? Okay, I'm talking about the uprooting process. And this is what I'm talking about, uproot. The, what did I name this thing? Uproot, do the work. Y'all know what it is. It's in the comments somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, it's, at the, it's, at the, um, it's on the title of this video. But anyway... Like I said, it's important. Jesus, he tells you that he, he wants to, he wants you to be fruitful. And there's a reason why he wants you to be fruitful. He said, this is, to, let me say this. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. No, no, no. I need to go up. It says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Right? Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words in, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. It says, this is to my Father's glory. Listen to this. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Okay? Showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is how you show yourself to be a disciple of Christ. You bear much fruit. 
You bear much fruit. This is why these nasty roots that's on the inside of us got to go. Because those roots are producing nasty fruit. Okay? He wants us to be bear good fruit. Not bad, nasty fruit. So them bad roots got to go. Okay? It got to go because it's the good fruit that proves that you are a disciple of Christ. Okay? So it's so important, you guys. It's so important to do this work, man. It's, it's nasty. It's, like I said, I've been talking to you guys about the purge, right? About the cleanse. It's a, it's a bad process. Anybody ever did a cleanse? Anybody ever did any kind of cleanse, a laxative, whatever? It's a nasty process. It hurts. Okay? But it's so worth it in the end. You feel better. You got more energy. You just feel like you're on top of the world. You're all cleaned out. You see what I'm saying? So it's a nasty, hurtful process, but it's a necessary process, okay? To go through this purging, to go through this uprooting, to go through this whole uprooting process. Because what's going to happen is, is gonna, like I said, it's going to make room for the seeds that Jesus planted on the inside of you the day you received him as your Lord and your Savior and you received his spirit, Okay? It's going to make room for those seeds that are planted on the end, those good seeds that are planted on the inside of you to grow. They can't grow. They can't grow because they don't have no room because you got too many bad roots. Hey, y'all, I do apologize that I had to cut the podcast prematurely, but due to the time that I am allotted on here um, to record, I had to cut it because I was running over. Um, But if you are interested in seeing what you missed or hearing what you missed you can always go to my youtube page which is keandra redman k-e-a-u-n-d-r-a redman r-e-d-m-a-n okay and you can go and see everything that you missed you can actually see the video recording of this podcast so and while you're there please by all means like and subscribe please subscribe subscribe all right But as I always leave y'all with, God is the source of your life, so stay connected to him.